is good. You guys remember us? That's right. It's the Defenders of the Bank. We are back for the first time in 2024. Holy crap, it's February 16th. And we have not recorded a podcast this year. We apologize, but we are back. You know my voice. It's the scarf. J.R. Liebert. Hello from world famous Phil a Monster Flippin' Studios, everybody. We're in here together. That's one Christian Philly Philemon. To quote the words of the great Bruce Buffer, it's time! That's right. It's been an awfully long Woo-hoo! time since we've done this. This man promised y'all one last pot of 2024, or three rather. I said, there's no way we're doing it. And I was true. I was right. We didn't get to do a... <laughs> posthumous season kind of a review type of a deal because well we were still licking our wounds from that mls cup final tragedy but alas it's a new season season seven with defenders of the bank and well we probably could have done a better job marketing this but we said to hell with it it's friday night 10 whatever if somebody's up that wants to watch they will and here we are I love the chat already, Eduardo, Oscar, you guys, everybody else watching us out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've missed you guys. Welcome back. And like Philly said, season seven, LAFC in 2024. We got a lot of things that are still in flux here on Defenders Land. But what we know for sure is a couple of things. Number one, it's not going to be YouTube. It's not going to be flex. I don't know. There was supposed to be a flex kit there. It's going to be BMO. That's right. Toronto, Montreal, move over. We're taking over the BMO sponsorships. The first United States team sponsored by BMO. We'll go with that. Philly, we're going to have BMO on the front. We miss our friends at Flex. Thank you for a wonderful run. Nobody will forget the jersey that Gareth Bale is wearing when he dunks on Happy Jack Elliott, the jersey that John McCarthy is wearing when he makes save after save on penalty kicks, and the jersey Ilya Sanchez is wearing when he puts it away with the penalty kick. It said Flex on the front. We loved being a part of the Flex family. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to miss the Flex family. going to miss the Flex money (laughs) because it was some pretty good money for two seasons. Can't tell you how much, but... It was pretty darn good. I I, I do say Philly so myself. Philly is the financial guy on the podcast. Yeah, it was nice making money. Uh, and now we are no longer the LAFC podcast that's sponsored. But, of course, that means we can open the doors to other sponsorships. I'm talking to you, Jacob Emrani. I'm talking to you, Body Armor. I'm talking to you, BMO. Although that might be a conflict of interest for me. Regardless, we're talking to anybody who wants to talk to defenders of the bank. The one bright note, because I'm a glass half full kind of guy, is we can wear other kits now. I have a closet full of LAFC kits long from sleeve. 2018. He's that's you know how old school that is. A long, long sleeve YouTube can finally start to wear that, and I could dig out my Edward Atuesta YouTube jersey for this upcoming season because yeah. he's back. And a lot of other new players are here. God, there's just so much to talk about. Yeah. Uh, first of all, everybody, uh, shout out to Andy Diosa. We are, of course, Andy's favorite nocturnal podcast. But Andy's got something real cool out there called Kicking the Real. So, guys, check out Andy Diosa's new uh, new thing, Kicking the Real. It's awesome. We love you, Andy. Uh, welcome uh, you know, to another new endeavor there, Andy. Look, preseason schedule. We're going to talk real quick about how the preseason has gone so far. 
for LAFC. This is February 16th. Normally, we would have this day in LAFC history. But we're going to get right in to all the news and notes, including our preseason schedule. If this is the 16th, that means our final preseason match is tomorrow, the 17th. It's closed-doored. It's against Toronto. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's against Toronto. Uh, no idea where the game is being played or who is going to be playing in it. LAFC, of course, has been clandestine uh, like no other. We do have scarves, by the way. We do we do actually have the scarves with the star and everything else. So we do have scarves. Uh, yes. Oh, Philly has, Philly has a scarf. Well, you said you did this. I was holding on. Uh, but let's talk. There's scarves. They're right there. Uh, let's talk real quick about the preseason. Uh, we took on FC Norshaland. That's right, FC Norshaland in our first preseason match. It's got a star, folks. A star. There it is. Uh, FC Norshaland, we lost 3-1 behind a goal from Nate the Great. Uh, Norshaland doing their preseason here in the United States. Uh, they're a Norwegian team, uh, and, and they put it on us pretty good. Of course, it was it's a, a great description of them, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Much, much like we're an American team. <laughs> right. Exactly. Fabulous. That's, Already listen, off to a good start. Listen, FC Norshland, by the way, the guy who scored the last goal for FC Norshland against us in the preseason friendly was Milan Iloski, who last year was playing for Orange County Soccer Club. So interesting that he would go from Orange County Soccer Club all the way to Norway to FC Weather Norshland. changes. Definitely some weather changes. Uh, a lot of other things I would imagine would also change going from the Orange Curtain to Norway. But, they have good uh, pretzels in They do Norway. have good pretzels. But in what has been a little bit of a story for our preseason, LAFC's second match against Charlotte, February 3rd, a 2-2 draw, but a comeback. We were down 2 nothing in that 2-2 draw. I think that game was where we played four 30-minute quarters instead of uh, two halves is how that works. Uh, so, yeah, February 3rd, 2-2 uh, was the draw. We have no idea who scored a goal for us because they never released anything about that match whatsoever. We do know who scored for Charlotte, but that doesn't matter because we're not a Charlotte podcast. We did come back down from 2-0 to get the draw to, to a meaningless point because preseason points don't matter. Uh, we went out to Coachella Valley for the Coachella Valley Invitational. Uh, St. Louis City FC beat us on February 7th, 1-0. Obviously, no goal scoring happening there. But then against the Chicago Fire, after, again, falling down a goal, one nothing, we came back with goals from, and this is what I hope to hear for the regular season, Philly, Danny Bawanga, Kike Oliveira, and with his second goal of the preseason, Nate the Great. That's a pretty darn awesome. Denny Bawanga coming back, taking care of business. Kike Oliveira, he's going to be a player to watch out for. And I think between him and Bogush, those might be our – either one of those I'm going to choose as our second leading scorer. And Nathan Ordaz starting to do big things. He is really coming into his own maturing, not yeah. only as a player, but maturing physically as well. It's pretty awesome seeing that. And, well, you know we love to quote professional wrestling all the time. <laughs> as far as the results are concerned for the preseason, it doesn't matter what the results were. <laughs> and this is a big one to Brazilian Bruno down there who says, this is the weakest excuse that a club can ever give. Uh, see Slippy FC's T-shirt on that, by the way. But, look, preseason is preseason. We're still building our roster. It does kind of suck that <laughs> this front office waits until the final <laughs> final possible moments to announce these things because we're all sitting here on the edge of our seats dying for something to happen. But when they do happen, 
they bring about really big, splashy names and really awesome young talent that can be built and molded to fit into our system. And I'm going to say I'm cautiously optimistic this season. I was cautious Steve Trundle's first season. It's been an upgrade. I can't wait. And in fact, smooth segues with Defenders of the Bank. Billy's talking about the young talent that we have to mold and shape our roster for the course of 2024. So let's talk about the first bit of young talent that we brought in. 37-year-old goalkeeper Hugo Lloris. <laughs> That's right. In what was a bit of a surprise for sure, we bring in Tottenham Hotspur's own. Rich, you know you had something to do with this. Yeah, he, no Rich doubt. He's a massive Spurs fan. But more importantly, the winner of the World Cup in 2018 and the runner-up in 2022, France's national team keeper, although obviously he's not going to be the national team keeper anymore. He's a little older now. But a goalkeeper whose accolades need not be mentioned, but why not? Only 145 caps with France, making him the most capped player in French national team history. A three-time Liga 1 goalkeeper of the year. A Champions League runner-up with Tottenham. He was so good, he almost got Tottenham a trophy. That's how good of a keeper. Sorry, Rich. That's how good of a keeper he was. And he won the Coupe de France, which I was very sad to learn was not a bicycle race, in 2012 with Lyon. Billy, we've got another international superstar headed to LAFC. We've got players competing for the U18s on their national teams, and we got a keeper now that pretty soon is going to compete for the O40s for France. <laughs> That's kind of crazy if you think about it. But obviously for a position player as a goalkeeper, being of that age isn't necessarily a detrimental thing because there's an awful lot of knowledge there and, and veteran leadership that he will bring to the club that we will no longer have, obviously, with the retirement of Giorgio Chiellini. And the fact that we can get somebody like a Hugo Lloris for the amount of money that we're paying him, that is pretty. I mean, we got him at a bargain. This is a million dollar, multi million dollar levels of experience yeah. for what, $350,000 a season? Yeah. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. But like you, very surprised that we had to make those personnel changes. Look, John McCarthy was awesome for the two-thirds of the season that he competed in. And then when Maxime Crepeau came back to the roster, he was lights out, and he put up some pretty memorable performances. He came out like a starved warrior on a rampage. Didn't think we needed to change our goalkeepers. But J-Mac now goes to that team down the 110, which we shall not name. We'll call them Voldemort FC for the duration of this podcast, maybe the season. And then the surprise... Maxime Crepeau to the pesky pine trees? Craziness. Yeah, and let's not forget Eldon Yakupovich. No longer on the club either. He was let go at the uh, end of the season. Three goalkeepers out, just one in. Although Abraham Romero still with us. Looks like we're rolling with Abraham Romero, by the way, as backup. Rolling keeper. with Romero. I, I like I like it. Uh, so interesting that the back line will be vastly different. I, I really... I'll talk a little bit more about losing guys. You already mentioned them both Chiellini and Maxime Crepon, what that means for our leadership on the club, but that ends goalkeeper. Let's talk about the midfield. We know of course, actually, let's talk about the back line. We're going from uh, 
We're going all the way back. I, yeah, this dude's go. leapfrogging wait, back lines, wait, much like LAFC is going to be hey, doing, we, right? We right? Got, right? We got to make sure we we give our defenders of the bank some props here. Good to see you too, Richard. Look, Giorgio Chiellini is gone. <laughs> he announced his retirement, and then he announced he was coming back, which is great, but he's only coming back to coach and probably only for six months. Giorgio on that back line at center back. I, I'll say it again. When he wasn't volleyball spiking the ball in the middle of the pitch, uh, he was the best center back that I saw in Major League Soccer last year. Absolutely incredible. We are going to badly miss everything about Giorgio Chiellini. And another player, Philly, he's easily the best left back in the history of our club so far. I know it's only been six years, but it's not even close. Cheeky Palacios is going to be a player who I guarantee you we are going to see big things from during his career now that he has left for Corinthians. Corinthians. Brazil. Yes, yes. Uh, the Ecuadorian comes to the United States en route to Brazil. Yeah, we're going to miss Chiqui Palacios. Chiqui Palacios, obviously a big part of our success and a huge part of our history, but it was time. We were hearing the rumblings and the rumors about Chiqui Palacios going for a little while now. So that's not too much of a surprise. But when we start talking about our additions via subtraction, subtractions and additions, I think we got a pretty solid replacement for Cheeky in that of Omar Campos from Santos. Yeah, that's that's going to be fun to say. Campos from Santos. He's That'll be an good. Incredible player. We'll get to him in, in just a quick second. We do want to mention a bunch of guys who also left off of the back line. Tony Leone, who actually never played with the senior club, never played with us in a meaningful competitive minute. He's at uh, Rayados. I almost said Monarcas for some reason. He's at Rayados right now of Monterey. Daniel Maldonado, Philly, at Romanian side Craiova. You got any Craiova? Universitate Craiova right now, number four in the Romanian Super League. It's uh, it's interesting. So he was actually with Motagua, and then he sent him on loan to a city in northern Romania. Now, the Romanian Super League is a very fascinating league with a lot of teams that have tremendous history. And the reason why I mention that is because Stawa Bucharest in 1986 became the first Eastern European team to win the whatever version of the UEFA Champions League existed in that time period, beating the mighty Barcelona. Uh, they had a goalkeeper by the name of Duca Dam that stopped every single one of Barcelona's penalty kicks on route to enable Stawa to, to win the title. But anyway, I digress. He's going to be competing against teams like that. They're now called FCSB. More on that later. But it's, I don't want to say it's a banishment, so to speak. Craiova's a very nice city, but kind of wild for him to go from MLS back to Motagua only to go to Romania. I don't know too many people that have come out of Romania uh, other than Mitrica that have gotten here, gone back there, and stayed. But yeah, good luck to him. Apparently, it's a very lucrative deal for Motagua. If you read a couple of the articles on the internet, they did very well with that deal. So good on Daniel Maldonado. Good on Motagua. Mamadou Fall, still on loan. Uh, he is now with Barca Athletic, which is, I think, technically what Barcelona's third club or whatever they have. Uh, Mohamed Traore, I promise he was still on the roster. He was uh, still being paid by LAFC. He's now with Phoenix Rising, has been for a little bit. Uh, outside backs, Diego Rosales and Julian Gaines also not brought back and don't have a contract uh, for this season. Right next to the mic, I'm pretty sure they can hear that. Uh, so while we're certainly lacking depth on the back line, Philly is absolutely right. You guys, I am bullish, bullish on Omar Campos, put 
Hello. No, no, no. Do me a favor. No. Do me a favor, please. No. Hit the magical button. Hit the magical button. Hello to the millions. Uh, uh, um, excuse me, Mr. Scarf. And I millions. Said, oh, no, no, no. You interrupted me. I have to start it off again. Hello to the millions. And millions. Of defenders of the bank listeners. Thank you for recognizing and missing me. I missed all of you. 16 minutes. Love it. All right. Omar Campos, you guys, this is, why I miss you. is going to be so good. He is the closest thing to a cheeky replacement that there is over 100 caps with Santos Laguna, a consistent call in to El Tree's camps, and an offensive outside back, much like Cheeky Palacios. You're not sorry. You did that on purpose, LAFC vet. Either way, look. Chiqui Palacios is not a player you replace like that. No, no. He's he, incredible. Yeah, there is no replacing Chiqui Palacios. I mean, he will forever be a huge part of our history, but yeah. pretty darn good player in that of Omar Campos. Dare I say, dare I say a hot take, a, a big upgrade from Chiqui Palacios. That's what I think. I think Omar Campos, as he gets situated with this team and becomes comfortable with the level of play in this league and the physicality, he's going to make us ask the question, Chiqui, who? That is Philly saying those things, by the way. I think Chiqui Palacios is as good of a left back as we'll ever see in Major League Soccer. That's a big take from Philly. You guys... Keep that receipt. Let's see how that one. Let's see how that one goes. Uh, we also signed, re-signed. I don't know. Uh, Lorenzo De La Valle from LAFC two by way of Juve to a three-year contract. He was kind of being mentored by Giorgio Chiellini during practices and trainings and everything else. So it'll be interesting. He'll provide depth. He's a he's a much bigger kid than you think. Actually, we saw him in person. Uh, Chiellini's height. Yeah, he's a big kid. So I, I'm actually excited to see if we'll get any play from Lorenzo De La Valle. And he's also a huge fan of Defenders of the Bank, by the way. He is, which is really great. We love, we love and, you, bro. And you mentioned this. It's not in our show notes, Philly, but we're also hoping to get another center back back and playing after a series of injuries. We're hoping to get Steady Eddie back in black and gold. I mean, we've seen pictures of him around the training center. Like, he's he's there. Yeah. You and I saw him in Columbus. He yeah. was with his family checking out the game. Uh, he's still around. And so if he's healthy and we sign him and he's good to go, we'd love to get – if we could even get 75% of what Eddie Segura was before his injury, yeah. I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. At the very least, we'll have an additional solid depth piece. Yeah, look, he's under contract. So we've got him. We've got him through this year. I think we have even maybe have him through next year, if I remember correctly. But either way, we're hoping to get Steady Eddie back. Uh, guys, I- I'm sorry to say the big announcement in the midfield for the fourth year, it won't be Danny Chrysostomo. There won't be a Danny Chrysostomo cap raise this next year. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. It's not, it's not going to happen. See, this I should have sat there because I had had access to the buttons. Do you want to switch seats? No, 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 no. It's fun making you work. Is it this one? You you may not hear it, but they hear it. There you go. Amateur hour. All he's got to do is press buttons. He he messes that up. Which one? There's eight buttons here, eight different colors. Mr. Scarf, you're terrible at pushing buttons. Billy's <laughs> ah! knocking over everything in front of him right now. Hello, so, yeah, Kitty. Danny Chrysostomo, by the way, with uh, oh, happy birthday, Stephen Acosta. Absolutely, you can get a birthday shout out. Yeah, the, your timestamp nine fifty two on this pod. Tell your friend Stephen Acosta. Hope you're having a good birthday. Did you say nine fifty two? 
Did I say 1952? Yeah. There you go. Sorry, 1952. Yeah. Dare we ask how old? Yeah, Stephen, let us know in the chat. How old are you, bud? That's uh, how many shots I'm going to make scarf consume, by the way. No, so you're 57, you. right? Uh, Danny Chrysostomo signing with Tampa Bay Rowdies, by the way. I love that. I love that franchise over there in Tampa Bay. So Danny Chrysostomo not coming back. A bit of a surprise. Fufu Krastev is off to PEC Zwolle in the Dutch Eredivisie. It's so funny listening uh, to you say I, other teams' how, names. How would you say 23. that? 23. Steven Acosta turns 23. That's a very big number, and that's going to be the number of shots I'm going to line up no, for you. No, thank you. How would you say PEC Zwolle? Uh, no, no, you did You did just a fine job. Thank you. Uh, but, of course, obviously, the big news, Calvin Acosta going to the Chicago Fire. We are going to miss his leadership on the midfield. A player, though, zero goal, zero assists in MLS regular season games last year. Maybe took a little bit of a drop-off. Now he gets to play in Chicago in the winter. Okay, that's fun. No, as much as I love Kellen Acosta, classy human being, great humanitarian, and honestly a great player, if there was a question about who we can say underperformed last season, I would say it would have been Kellen Acosta. Now, I don't have statistics in front of me to talk about how efficient he was on the defensive sure. side, his passing accuracy, things that you know go under the radar, obviously the amount of ground he's covered, but in terms of like contributing to our offense, hadn't really seen anything, but he did score a goal for us in the MLS Cup Final, which helped us beat the Philadelphia Union, what seems to be forever and a day ago. Absolutely. So to me, it doesn't matter that Kellen Acosta didn't score a goal last season. We still wish him all the best. Forever black and gold. Absolutely. And we're going to miss that swag. We're going to miss, I mean, just he brought so, you hate to talk about intangibles when you, you talk about what a guy brought, but, uh, but, oh, baby Philly, we got Edward Atuesta back in black and gold. He left us a 22, 23 year old young lad looking for trophies in Brazil, won a ton of them with Palmeiras. I think, what, five different trophies with Palmeiras while he was gone. Didn't get the burn that he was hoping to get consistently, but certainly learned under a big club like that in Brazil. He is back. He is 26. Billy, you were at the press conference, and he had a pretty cool quote in regards to coming back to LAFC. He did. I mean, it was really cool seeing him on stage. Honestly, I was more excited about seeing Edward Atuesta back than I was Hugo Lloris or Thomas Angel or obviously Omar Campos. But he said something to the effect, and actually, no, I quote this, that, uh, I mean, this LAFC is home. He grew up with the club, uh, him and the club. I mean, obviously coming here since the infancy, and he was one of the best midfielders in MLS. Obviously, he was awarded with a, a good contract down at Palmeiras, and did some things while he didn't get the burn. He certainly got burned. And now we have him on loan potentially with the option to buy. And we're very fortunate to have him come back. And he was asked, how does it feel to be back in LA? You know, the stadium is the same. The performance center looks the same, but obviously other than Carlos Vela, and if Carlos Vela doesn't come back, which we'll address momentarily, he will be the only returner other than Ante Razov, who's been (laughs) a part of the staff and Mark Dos Santos for that matter. uh, Since, since the inception, it's got to, feel weird walking into your old house and not recognizing anybody who lives there <laughs> yeah even the even the coach right even uh steve trundolo now at the helm instead of bob bradley but i think what we're going to get from edward Atuesta is a player who uh, has, has grown both off the pitch and on i think he is going to take the leadership role by the horns for lafc it's going to be a massive Yep. massive get yep. for the club. Steven, it's on it's on YouTube. You if you LAFC did post it, so we didn't 
We didn't post it because they, they beat us to it. So it, it's there if you wanted to see it. It's about 37 or so minutes. Yeah. Uh, listen. Hey, midfield. King Lachero back in the house. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I put that up there already. I did. I oh, did you? There. Yeah, you were talking. Oh. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, it's going to be a point of contention this season. Will it be Matty Bogush or will it be Timothy Tillman? What we do know is it'll be Ilya Sanchez and Edward Atuesta in the midfield. That'll be fun. Up top, you guys, Mario Gonzalez is gone. Doesn't matter where he went. He's gone. <laughs> Mario Gonzalez is gone. Uh, Mario Gonzalez is gone. So, so there you go. No more Mario Gonzalez. I don't even care where he went, but he's just gone. So good. Mario Gonzalez is out of there. Also, though, Stipe Buke. He's now at Real Valladolid. Uh, Christian Torres went to my favorite hot sauce, Tapatio. Uh, and, of course, we know Carlos Vela still not under contract that doesn't mean that <laughs> king lechero you're right el agua pistolero is no more that's it He's pistola gone. ivanescente the, the vanishing, the vanishing pistol. pistol there you go he's gone no pistola more super mario ruben i know i was on that mario motorcade i was leading the way and mario pulled a brian on me and just left me with nothing but disappointment that's all right he's gone now we don't need to talk about him anymore. I don't think there's an argument. By far the worst player <laughs> LAFC ever saw. I, I, I didn't think. I, no, he is far he far worse than than even Andre Horta. I was going to say. Andre no, Andre Horta, Horta at least had something. Was um, pretty bad. Uh, Jamal Blackman was really bad for us, even though he never actually played. He was pretty terrible. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I always just throw Raheem Edwards' name in there because I can't stand Raheem Edwards. Uh, Can he get his account is hacked? That, is that say? Yes, boys. Oh, I like it. What's up? Uh, who got Raheem? That's what they were saying. Raheem got his account hacked. I think Raheem is just dumb. Um, either way, I'm not a big fan of Raheem Edwards. Look, uh, Carlos Vela being gone, I, I don't love the look of our front line if who we have right now is all we have without Carlos Vela. I'll say that. But let's talk about who we did get well, and a massive name. In David Martinez, yes. Well, what? I mean, did we? I mean, they're still in negotiations with Carlos. They Vela. are. It's, we're, we're we're not saying he's gone. We're just saying he's not there right now. A massive get with David Martinez, eighteen-year-old Venezuelan kid who recently played so well with the under twenty-three Venezuelan national team. He'll be joining the club in earnest this next week. Yeah. And according, by the way, to Steve, I think he said to you, right? No, no John Thorrington oh, mentioned John he, Thorrington. he will be in L.A. this upcoming week and he should be available for selection on February the 24th for our home opener against the Seattle Sounders. Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know about what this club thinks about David Martinez, not just in town and training for the first four or five times. But, man, I think David Martinez is going to be a big deal. Um, look, uh, interesting that is, take that is an interesting by LAFC take. vet with the nepotism comment. Let's let's talk about Tomas on hell for a minute. I actually think the Tomas on hell signing could be a really smart signing for LAFC, and here's why talk about a buy low, sell high opportunity that they have with Tomas on hell, 20 year old Colombian kid. The nepotism comes down to what, what they're talking about, what Vet is talking about, is Juan Pablo Angel, who is an MLS legend, 100 goals in his career, our head scout of South America, I believe, is Juan Pablo Angel. It's either South America, Central America, one of the two. Juan Pablo Angel's kid, Tomas Angel. And look, 
we didn't sign him to a ton of money. He's not going to be taking up starting minutes from anybody. I'll say this. He has the opportunity to play the role that a Fufu Krashtev or a Stipe Buke uh, had the opportunity to play last year. And, and I think it could be one where if we find magic in a bottle, if he decides to be motivated now, maybe under daddy's watch, it's going to be a little different. I, I really do think he is a player that could be a very valuable addition to LAFC as a depth piece. But I do not think he is going to get any starting minutes, at least early on. Obviously, Kike Oliveira and Denny Bawanga will be on the wings, and I think it'll be David Martinez in the middle, although he does play better as a winger. It'll be interesting to see what Steve Trondolo does up top. I don't know. No, I would agree. I mean, we're going to reserve the chance of daddy's better, at least for a little while right now. (laughs) I mean, the kid's 20 years old, so you know he obviously had the vast majority of his career at Atletico Nacional uh, down in Colombia. The interesting thing was I had no idea that he was born of all places in Birmingham, England. And when he was on the panel, how his eloquence of the English language, like he speaks English, he speaks better English than you do. And you're a teacher. I was blown away listening to him during uh, his press conference, but yes, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the deal is. I don't think, yes, to your point, I don't, I don't feel that he's going to be a starter on the 24th, but you know, if uh, we do get him and we get some stuff out of him, you're right. I mean, we didn't really pay an awful lot to get his services. So why not bring it? Let's see what happens. Here's the issue, though, Philly. Going into this season, we're about a half hour into this pod. We've talked a little bit about Carlos Vela. Going into the regular season, which starts in just eight days. Good God, really? Eight days. I We just talked about a bunch of new guys that are coming in. After our starting 11, Philly, it is dangerously thin in the cupboard. If we have the three starting midfielders we talked about, that means either Matty Bogus or Timothy Tillman. That's that's your fourth midfielder. And then after that, the cupboard is bare. If we're talking about up top, it being David Martinez in the middle alongside or David Martinez somewhere, Denny Buanga somewhere, Kike Oliveira somewhere, there's not a lot other than Tomas on hell there on the wings for us to work with on the back line. We are one more injury away from our right backs or left backs being very, very thin. We have Hollingshead. We have Aaron Long. We have Jesus Murillo. And of course we have now Omar Campos and Sergi Palencia. And there's just not a lot other than that. Uh, LAFC vet. We're, we're going to, we'll, we'll address the Cabecita rumors in, in just a minute. Actually, that came up again today. Hercules, Hercules Gomez, Gomez. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Uh, but <laughs> by the by the way, that that last episode that we watched of ESPN yeah. FC, how they were doing the kit ratings, he talked about how huge of a wrestling fan he was in the '90s when he started talking about LAFC's kit. He referred to the character of a uh, gold, gold rush. Like was that Gold Dust's move? I don't remember a Gold Rush. Oh, like not whatsoever. God. Not even in. I'd, Real fan of yeah. professional wrestling. Look, Gold there's, rush. There's a lot of talent out there that LAFC could still get. The windows are all closed. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't know. Midsummer signings are going to be very it's, interesting. Yeah, I, I said this. Philly and I did a, a podcast um, earlier today on the I-80 or the one. Uh, yeah, I-80 designated. Network, no, designated, designated pundits. pundits, which is part of the I-80 podcast. Isn't that kind of odd that the very first podcast we did in 2024 wasn't even our wasn't own? even our own podcast? Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. I, I think that the depth is going to be a real problem. 
for LAFC. I was we were just talking about something else though. Now, now no, no, we were talking about debt pieces. We were you right. mentioned that we were one injured. This is what happens when you get old and senile kids. Yeah, they, they forget things that they talk we about twenty about seconds ago. Oh, no, man. we were talking about debt pieces and how we are one or two injuries away from yeah, having trouble. We can't rely a full forty whatever oh, games we're playing on a guy. I remember what I was going to say. What I was going to say though is the question that was asked of us is. Will LAFC be a contender early on, be dominant uh, early on? Nope. And, and I, I don't believe so. Look, I, I'll say this. I don't believe that we are going to pull a St. Louis and have the start of the season they did last year or even pull a 2019 or a 2022 version of LAFC out of our hats. But if we do, with the club that we have right now, with the July signings that we are likely to get, we have two designated player spots open right now, two DP spots open that we will likely fill in that July window. I think that is going to be a massive get for LAFC. If we can stay in the top four throughout the course of the first couple of months of the season, the other thing, Philly, we talked about additions. We talked about subtractions. We talked about who's in. We talked about who's out. But you know what else is going to be a big deal? The subtraction of about 10 to 12 games on our schedule this season. This could be massive. Simply not qualifying for CONCACAF Champions League and not having to play in many of these other ancillary tournaments. Who knows what's going to happen with the Open Cup? It's going to be League's Cup. It's going to be Major League Soccer regular season. And for once, LAFC is not going to be dead tired by April. I don't know if y'all felt the same way, but towards the end of the season, I never thought for once I would think this way. And maybe a lot of that had to deal with the fact that we also had tickets to go see Angel City. But at some point last season, I said to myself, I don't, I'm tired of going to the bank. I really am. And I never thought I would say that. It was overkill. It affected our players' ability on the pitch. It affected you know the front office and their sanity. It affected us as supporters, including our pockets. I mean, do you remember the cost of that U.S. Open Cup game yeah. against the Galaxy yeah. when we played the when we played the seventeen year olds? The cost of that was ridiculous. So it was exhausting on a lot of fronts, and it's terrible that we can't compete in Concacaf, especially with all the opportunities we had to enter this tournament last season. But I can't say I'm going to really miss Open Cup. League's Cup is going to be interesting, but. Will it? Because we get Vancouver again, and Cholos is another team out of Liga Mekis that we're going to get to see. Not going to sleep on them. They're going to be tough, but glad we're not going to have to spend, you know, all this time watching 50, 60 games because, you know, that runs the risk of player injury. And as to your point, we don't have the depth, and it's exhausting financially, and quite honestly, it's exhausting emotionally. Yeah, look, really stoked about the potential of playing a game at Cholos. I, I'm very excited. We're, we're going to talk all about our schedule a little bit later in the season. We actually will also have our kit ranking podcast. We're going to split it up into a Western conference and an Eastern conference and then do our overall ranks. It's going to be a lot of fun. Minnesota's kit, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, Hello Kitty likes it too. <laughs> if you haven't copped or seen that, that Minnesota new kit this year, it is beautiful. Uh, rounding out the additions and subtractions, Philly, LAFC 2 losing their head man, uh, Enrique Duran, Coach Duran, moving to LAFC. That's right, getting the call up, joining the first club's technical staff 
congratulations to Coach Duran, who was so nice to us last season as part of LAFC2. We're really excited. Uh, he'll be joining Steve Trundolo, who, by the way, uh, signed a contract extension, a, a multi-year contract extension with LAFC. So it'll be Trundolo, of course, Oka Nikolov coming back as keeper coach, Ante Razov and Mark Dos Santos. And now joining them is Enrique Duran. So very excited about that. Uh, so what that means is they have to replace the head man at LAFC too. And that's Othonio Gonzalez Jr., known just as Jr., uh, Chivas USA, Carson, Chicago Fire, Houston Dynamo, <laughs> Seattle Sounders. He has coached everywhere. But before that, Philly, the head man for 10 years at UC Riverside. Hey, how about Something that? Something that we've got a little bit of a connection with, huh. where he, by the way, coached a player by the name of Aaron Long while he was there at UCR. So, look, excited to hear about LAFC2 getting a new head man, Coach Duran, Steve Trundolo staying put. But more excited, Philly, that we've got two DP spots still open, that John Thorrington is in the kitchen and cooking. And I think we got younger and more dynamic with these roster additions. <laughs> well, if we, if we, count, if we discount uh, Hugo Lloris. We just need to get a little bit deeper. We do need to get a little bit deeper. And honestly, we... for, for all the- <laughs> Sorry. Family-friendly, bro. But then again, it is 11.04. And by the way, thanks to everybody joining us on here. I told him, like, we'd be lucky if there was five people watching Yeah, I told him, no, people will come. If you build it, Ray, they will come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. When you say Ray, I instantly think of Ghostbusters. I think (laughs) of Ghostbusters. We just watched the trailer, for Christ's sake. Ray Kinsella. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. Um, Now I lost my train of thought. Now my old age is starting Getting deeper. This is what happens, folks. When you get older, this is this is rough. This is what happens when you call three or four games a week. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I, I think it's important. We need to get some more death pieces in here. We're going to see some kids come up from the academy and get significant minutes. Uh, there's uh, Luca Luca oh. Bombino. L- listen for that name, Luca Bombino. Just, just wait on it. Okay. No, what I was wanting to refer to is I think like I, I look forward to when we could actually like put this this Carlos Vela scenario t- to bed one way or another. Yeah. Either he rides out in the sunset as a hero or he comes back this season. And a lot of the reason why we haven't figured that out is because from what we were told, uh, it's the MLS roster rules. Now, I'd hate to lean back on that as a crutch. These rules are very crazy, and everybody's operating with monopoly money. I mean, come on, targeted allocation money, general allocation money, Tam, bam, gam, thank you, man. They laugh at us all over the world. I laugh at us, too. It took me hours to figure out general allocation money. Remember, we did a pod on we this did. back in 2019 about yeah. what in the hell all this stuff is, and every I once in a while, I still that. scratch my head. No idea. But hopefully, we can figure that part out relatively soon. For our sakes and, of course, for his. If he comes back to this team as a TAM player, comes off the bench right around the 65th minute per game to add some offensive firepower, awesome. Do we utilize him for a full 90 in every game? No, because that's going to slow down our tempo with all these young blazing guns that we have. But either way, I just hope we can resolve this so we can all move on one way or another. Yeah, LAFC, that brings up a good point, too. Even if he comes back tomorrow, he's still got some legs to get under him and some training. So it'll be a little bit, but hey, he knows the offense. He knows the playbook. That's why you bring in that quarterback, right? So it's going to be a lot of fun. Look, this is a a relatively shorter episode. We wanted to come back and just talk about our roster updates. Uh, We will be back shortly 
with our kit review episodes. We'll do a whole ranking system. We have to have all the kits out first. That's what I'm saying. Surely we're not going to do it yet, but uh, they haven't even technically released ours yet on uh, MLS's. Oh, but they'll really, they'll be releasing it tomorrow Tomorrow. at the, uh, the Jersey release party. That's right. Five to 7 PM or five to 8 PM at the Pepsi Plaza at BMO, almost called it Bank of California Stadium. At Ooh, BMO, put that nickel in the jar. Almost the first five into the jar for the season. Uh, listen, you guys, we are so excited to be back. It has been far too long. Philly's calling all kinds of other games. My school schedule has been absolutely nuts. But we love all of you. And, of course, uh, will you guys be there tomorrow for the event? No, I'm calling UC Riverside basketball game tomorrow at two and then uh, celebrating Panda's birthday with a fraternity style party at (laughs) Philomonster Studios. I've got my toga ordered. Can't wait to see what bedsheet scarf pulls out of his closet. (laughs) It'll be a good one. No, unfortunately, we'll be missing this one. If there's anything I could say, my opinion real quick, I just want to talk about the kit. I absolutely love it. I really do. Even the leaked one that we saw months ago, I thought this has a lot of potential. The only thing that I do not like about these upcoming kits is the mother trunking cost of them. I like to get the authentics. I like to personalize them. We're talking $200 out of your pocket for that. That is ridiculous considering not that long ago, they were about a buck 30. Yeah. Uh, at some point you scratch your head, go, Jesus, those are more expensive than personalized NHL jerseys. They're more expensive than basketball and football jerseys. However, they're not as expensive as authentic major league baseball jerseys. Yes. If we ever get to that point, that's when I will stop collecting LAFC kits. And, and I'm holding my breath, not just because I want to try and fit in this year's jersey, but because <laughs> I am concerned that they're going to be slim fit again. That's what last, authentics are. No, last year's was slim fit. Every other one has been regular fit jerseys. Can we please stop with the damn slim fits? Not all of us are slim fit. Okay? Well, we could all aspire to be slim fit. Maybe what we can Listen, both do I is get... aspire all I want. I'm going to perspire before I aspire <laughs> to be thin slim fit man it's uh it's a thing look either way i i, I don't love the kit yet but I'll i say, love it i freaking I'll love say it. this i want to see it in person first it won't stop me from purchasing one no i mean uh but again very happy to be able to wear some of the older stuff i miss yeah my long sleeve i'm just so happy to be in this i feel like it's like putting on your favorite t-shirt or what, what's happening no keep talking keep talking i don't trust what's happening okay all right i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep talking here uh, you guys, uh, <laughs> dude, tacos taste good. I'm, I'm with you, Ruben. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Philly is, I don't know what he's doing right behind me right now. This is a little behind the scenes. YouTube jerseys. There it is. You have to finally wear YouTube jerseys. We got, we got a Vela from 2018. We got a Vela. We got a Walker Zimmerman. Uh, we got a, a, a Philly. That's a, that's, that's a good you. one. A YouTube TV. You remember, oh, I remember one? that one? That was a we joke. Got, we got, we got, we got, what's this one? That's, that's the 25th year. Oh, we got another Philly. Uh, that's flex. I mean, we've been wearing that. Uh, that's a jacket. That's uh, geez. See, this is what I mean. I bought so many of these. Which was the one? Who's this one? Oh, this is Founders Club. That's a good one. Uh, what do we got Jesus, here? Jesus, how many? Yeah. You- <laughs> oh, Gary, Gary Gold. Gold. Gary Gold. Here, what do we got here? I got, the- I got another Philly. We got a Dio jersey. Now, flex. We miss. We miss y'all, and obviously, we miss like, the <laughs> interactions and all that stuff. But Gary Gold, I won't miss not having to wear a lot of these. That's. That's a lot of money in jerseys. That that really is. Yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see with our third kit supposedly. It 
it kind of looks like a throwback to the LA Aztecs, which that same font there in the middle. If we do get a third kit this year, that'll be cool. Either way, folks, uh, our goal this season is to bring you all the news and LAFC happenings that you have come to expect from us. You know what it means when Philly and the Scarf go live. We have so much fun with and for all of you, and we are so happy to be back here in 2024. It took us far too damn long to get going on this train, but we are, you blame Scarf. Better go back in that closet over there for a minute. Either way, folks, uh, we are happy to be back. I'm trying to stall so the Philly can get back over here so we can close. There he is, Darth Phileas over here. Uh, All right. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, this is episode 288, just 12 away from bowling a perfect 300. Can't wait. We're back here in world-famous Fellow Monster Studios. Where it all – actually, it didn't begin here. Yeah, it began at the rec center. But really, the idea was given birth to here. Yeah, absolutely. The LLC agreement's down there. That's <laughs> somewhere over there, yeah. Uh, and you know how we like to end every single one of these episodes. Wait, wait keep stalling. I have to remember how to do keep this. Keep stalling. There's the outro. Right yeah, there. there it is. There it is. Ready? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Still can't get it on time. Yeah, all right.